Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today I want to talk to you about my food journey. And the reason why this is important or valuable is because what we put on our bodies is so crucial to our mental health, to our suicidal thoughts, our, the amount of pain and pressure we can tolerate. A lot of it is rooted in the food that we put into our bodies um, or the food we're not putting into our bodies. And so because, as you've noticed, I've been posting episodes on a daily basis, I really want to bring you more into my life and what I'm experimenting with. Um, at the beginning of, or uh, somewhere in the middle of the pandemic, at the height of it in 2020, I was weighing about 226 pounds. I am now 206 pounds, 206, 207 depending on when I weigh myself, right? Early morning, I'm 206. By evening, I'm, I'm 207. And I got there by doing primarily three things. One is I increase my water intake. I try to get anywhere from a half gallon to a gallon of water a day. It usually is closer to a half gallon, right? But I'm just drinking until... Uh, my urine is almost clear. Uh, the second thing I did, and, and most important thing, was I addressed my sleep. For those of you just tuning in, I have sleep apnea. And when I did a sleep test, it was saying that I was waking up at least 177 times a night, uh, which is insane, 177 times a night through the sleep test. So I had to wear this mouth device that pushes my jaw forward, and that has eliminated my snoring and my sleep. That, to me, addressing your sleep, if you, have, if you snore, if you have sleep apnea, get that taken care of before you even start talking about food or nutrition. And I promise you, you will even see a drastic change in your mental health, your ability to cope, your ability to self-soothe, uh, things. Because before that, I mean, I was starting off my day at a 10 in terms of intensity and pain and anger and rage and despondency. Uh, just I didn't realize how miserable I was just because of a poor night's sleep. And not just a night, but a lifetime. I mean, I've I've had it my entire life. I remember just sleeping all the time and wanting, I could just fall asleep anywhere at any time throughout all my life. And then the third thing I did was clean up what I'm eating, right? And I say clean up because a lot of people talk about dieting and um, I'm not eating less. I'm actually eating more, but I'm just eating more of the foods that align with my body. So what got me from 226 to 206 was basically eating nine ounces of protein, nine ounces of veggies, and then a bowl of salad. And, and that's something I was working with, not a nutritionist, but uh, my sponsor who 
you know, for those of you know, like I struggle with sugar addiction and I have a, a, a sponsor for that. And right off the bat, he said, you know, nine ounces of protein and fat, you know, get that together. And then nine ounces of veggies and nine ounces of, or not nine ounces of salad, but, you know, you can have as, you know, as much salad as you want, but you need protein, fat, and fiber. And, and that book and that notion has been backed up, not in terms of the ounces, but this protein, fat, fiber combination uh, has been backed up by this book called Brain Energy, uh, which I've read. It's an awesome book. It really helped me to understand my body and how it uses uh, food for fuel, so to speak. And we'll get into that also in terms of what are the benefits, and or I won't even say the benefits, but what are the outcomes? What are the uh, the positive side effects? I think a lot of times when we think about side effects, we think about them in a negative connotation, but there are positive side effects to eating a certain way. And so we'll, we'll get into that. And also not just from a physical standpoint, but from a mental health standpoint. So now that I'm down to 206 and I'm lifting more, so I was eating that way and that way served me and it was great. But I was doing a lot more hiking, walking, getting my 10,000 steps in a day. And I was doing a lot of uh, body weight stuff. But now I'm starting to incorporate weights again. I'm doing pull-ups. And so because my focus now is uh, on getting stronger, I want to I wanna feel stronger in the gym. And I want to lift a little heavier. I'm still primarily body weights. I'm all about calisthenics, push-ups, pull-ups. Uh, not sit up so much, but planks, building up my core. Um, and, and to me, those are the things that if you're talking about living to 100, that's what's valuable. It's like, can you move, lift, carry, uh, stretch your own body weight, right? Uh, our ability to adapt and be flexible and strong and um, and and recover. Those things are very valuable as we talk about getting older, and then also making sure that our brain can do the same. So now, my focus, and today is July like 6th, I believe. Uh, today's what, Thursday? July 6th. And wait, let me check my watch. What is, oh yeah, it is July 6th, okay. So in these past few days, and I, I don't want to highlight, I've just been doing this for a few days eating my body weight in protein. So I weigh 206, so I've been eating about 206 pounds. So that's 70 grams of protein per meal because I want to have three, uh, I just want, I like to eat meals. I don't, I'm not, I, I mean, I love to snack, obviously. That's how I got up to 226. But I really prefer to just eat three meals, to eat it, be done, and then, um, you know, wait till lunch and then wait till dinner and then I'm done. And so with that, I had to figure out how to get in 70 grams of protein per meal. And that brings me up to 210 grams of protein. But I love how it feels so far. So for me, this is all about experimentation. I'm just curious as to how it feels for me physically and also for me mentally. 
And when we look at the research on the benefits of eating our weight and protein, uh, one is it helps to, with muscle growth and repair. Because we know that protein is essential for building and repairing muscles. It provides the necessary amino acids that support muscle tissue growth and recovery, especially in combination with resistance exercise. All right. So if I want to build muscle and also if I want to repair, a lot of times we just think about building things. And we don't think about <laughs> do we have the ability to repair the things. It's almost like buying a house where you have the money to purchase the house, but do you have enough money to make repairs? I mean, we just bought a house, and I feel like every repair is at least $3,000. It's insane. So it's not just about building uh, you know, muscles and building a body, but it's also about being able to, for the body to repair itself so that you can continue to stay in the game and show up and, you know, uh, be functional uh, and be productive in the gym. The second reason why we want to eat our body weight in protein is satiety and weight management. Protein has a high satiety value, especially talking about protein and fat. So, you know, for breakfast, I'll have four egg whites and two whole eggs. That gets me to about uh, 38, that gives me 48 because these are large eggs that I'm eating. So that's about 48 grams of protein right there. And then I'll throw in a piece of um, sea bass or a halibut or sardines or something. And then, um, and then I might even mix in some sunflower seeds. So whatever I got to do to get myself to that 70 grams of protein. And then lunch and dinner be the same again. So Basically, for protein for me is revolving around just fish, eggs, and seeds. Occasionally, I'll throw in some nuts, but those are my three primary sources of protein. I don't like protein shakes. They make me gassy, bloaty. Uh, I don't know if bloaty is a word, but gassy, I, I get bloated, I fart. I just, and the taste is kind of metallic. There's something I have not found a protein powder that works with my digestion uh, or my metabolism. So I'm just over it because I, I've tried everything. I go to these health stores. Uh, I've tried the vegan, the whey, the plant, the ve like you name it. I've I've tried it. Um, it my body just does not respond to anything that's unnatural, uh, and and I think it's like the flavoring. Even if I got unflavored. It, it, none of it uh, agrees with me. The other reason why we want to eat our protein and uh, our body weight and protein is uh, metabolism and energy expenditure, right? The thermal effect or the thermic effect of food refers to the energy expended during the digestion, absorption, and metabolism of nutrients. Protein has a higher thermic effect of food compared to carbohydrates and fats, meaning it requires more energy to process. So the more protein that we're putting in our body, it, it, um, the more our metabolism has to work to burn it. So it, it increases our metabolism, right? It requires more energy to process that. So then 
uh, it overall boosts our energy expenditure from uh, the protein. Where like if we eat fats or carbs, all those things tend to slow down our metabolism. So we want to speed up our metabolism. A lot of times when we think about speeding up things, we think caffeine. But protein gives us that boost in our overall energy expenditure, right? And not that boost where like you're you're high off of it like you would get from caffeine or any other stimulants, but that natural sustainable energy boost, right? And also eating your body weight and protein allows for maintenance of bone health. So, you know, I'm 47, the older we get, I know that the the bone density starts to reduce naturally puts me at risk for osteoporosis. I don't need that. I don't need that kind of trouble. Um, I need the calcium. I need the vitamin D. And uh, that comes from, you know, eating protein and, and also being out there in the sun so that if I fall, I can, I can, I can get back up and I'm not cracking a hip. Now, obviously, nothing is bulletproof. This doesn't mean if you're eating your body weight and protein that you're not going to have any problems. But uh, I'm just trying to minimize it. And once again, this is an experiment to see what it feels like, right? Um, and then last thing I want to talk about in terms of the, the health effects, the, the physical, like what's happening physiologically, is hormone and enzyme production. Proteins are essential for the production of hormones, enzymes, and various molecules in the body. These substances play critical roles in regulating bodily functions and maintaining overall health. So, you know, when we talk about testosterone, estrogen, all these things that uh, give us energy and give us clarity of mind, this is what we're using protein for, to, to boost those enzymes that help us, you know, regulate our mood and, and, our, uh, and also our metabolism so that we can function regularly. The, and, and what's beautiful about this is it keeps that inflammation down in the body that you would typically get from, you know, eating too many sugary foods. You know, too much sugar in the body can cause, even if you're talking about sugar from carrots, carrots do have a lot of sugar. So there's some vegetables that have a lot of sugar, but, um, you know, it's not about not eating anything. It's about just being aware of what you're putting in your body and how it affects you, right? Um, and But I'm eating my body weight, and I want to make this clear, is that I'm eating my body weight in protein, but I'm also you know working out almost daily. So for someone who is not working out daily, uh, you probably want to do anywhere from 0.3, six grams per pound to 0.8, just depending. I, I, I would recommend for men, if you're not working out, you come down to about 0.8 grams uh, per ki- uh, kilogram of body weight. Uh, for women, you might want to come down a little lower to like 0.36. But once again, if you're an athlete, if you're somebody who's you know really hitting the pavement, you're really in the, um, in the gym, then you're looking at anywhere from your 
you know, doing a one-to-one ratio of body weight to grams of protein to two grams, just depending on where you are in your workout cycle, right? Now, in terms of the mental health benefits of eating your body weight in protein, right? One is it boosts neurotransmitter production, right? Proteins are essential for the production of neurotransmitters, which are chemical messengers in the brain that regulate mood, emotions, and cognitive function. Neurotransmitters like serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine play crucial roles in maintaining mental well-being. Adequate protein intake ensures the availability of amino acids necessary for neurotransmitter synthesis. So if we don't have enough protein in our body, then we don't have enough amino acids in our body. And if we don't have enough amino acids in our body, then we don't, we're not able to synthesize the neurotransmitters. So that means serotonin, dopamine, and norepinephrine, those things are not being created. And as we stated, that's what's helping us to regulate our mood, regulate our emotions, and also boost our cognitive function. If you're really trying to be at a 10 at your best, if you're wanting to be calm and focused, you know, we, we like to take, you know, all these different supplements, but look at your protein intake and make sure you're getting enough of the right protein. This does not mean go out and grab some hamburgers and hot dogs, right? <laughs> if you can, you know, I go to Costco. I go to Costco and I get the big bags of uh, salmon. I get all the big bags of fish. I just grab the fish. I even eat, I get canned tuna and I get canned sardines. And then I just, you know, mix and match. And every now and again, I'll have some red meat. But, you know, going back to the, the, the mental health benefits of, you know, adequate protein, and I'm specifically talking about eating your body weight and protein, right? But you can adjust this for whatever works for you. But it also gives us stable blood sugar levels, right? Because protein helps slow down the digestion and absorption of carbohydrates, leading to a more gradual release of glucose into the bloodstream. This can help prevent rapid spikes and crashes in blood sugar levels, which can negatively affect mood and energy levels. So, you know, one minute, you're killing it, and then the next minute, you're like, ugh, I need a nap. You just want to crash, and it's not even noon. But if we're getting adequate protein into our system, also if we're hydrated and we got adequate sleep, then we're not going to experience these spikes and crashes. A lot of times, we're reaching for caffeine and sugary snacks because our sleep is has not been... Uh, adequate enough, right? And and so we skip over the protein. So now we're doubling down on this uh, shifting blood sugar level. This you know this rapid cycling of of spikes and crashes um, that come with that. And then we, we're just never feeling grounded or peaceful or present. Um, and we also, for me, I don't know about you. But sometimes I just don't even feel safe in my own body because 
the, the spikes and crashes are happening so quickly that I feel like I'm going out of my mind. Which brings us to, you know, the sustained energy and focus that comes with protein-rich foods, right? Uh, it helps to prevent these energy slumps and improve focus, as we talked about. Because if we're not spiking and crashing, that means we're kind of at this neutral level. And that's what focus is, is like, how long can we stay in the zone instead of spiking and crashing? Or, you know, right now I'm recording this at about 9 a.m. in the morning, and I'm, I'm super excited to do this. I feel cognitive and alert. I got my workout in this morning. And I, I will say this. I will say this. When you change your diet up to, you know, increasing the protein, especially you know, I went from nine ounces of uh, protein and uh, nine ounces of fiber and nine ounces uh, and then uh, a salad to now eating my body weight and protein. That is going to affect my sleep cycle because if my metabolism is working more efficiently, right, then I may not need as much sleep to recover. So be aware that when we change our, not just our meds, but when we change the way we eat or the time that we eat, it can have an impact on our sleep. Sometimes you'll find that your, your body requires less at one time. Now, by noon or 1 o'clock, I'm definitely going to need a nap. I went to bed last night at 11. I woke up this morning around 5.30, a little bit before that, and I was just up, ready to go. Took me a while to really get in my body, but now it's 9 a.m. and I feel like I'm firing on all cylinders. All right. So, but like I said, I will need a nap. So just be aware of that. Just because you start to eat better and treat your body better, it does not necessarily mean that everything is going to progress and and uh, be uh, at its optimal best at the same time some things may uh, start to fall off, like your sleep. It just might impact it for a short duration as your body adjusts to you know, the, your new way of eating. Um, and then also, you know, when we're eating our body weight and protein, we have this regulation of stress hormones because protein intake plays a huge role in the stress hormone levels such as cortisol. High cortisol levels due to chronic stress, can have negative effects on mental health and contribute to anxiety and mood disorders. Consuming protein as part of a well-balanced diet can help regulate stress hormones and promote a more balanced stress response. So for those of us who are dealing with bipolar or borderline or depression or anxiety, um, any type of those mood disorders when we get enough protein in our body, right, it helps to, to, to modulate the, the cortisol levels that come with, you know, feeling stressed all the time. A lot of times we just think that we're just naturally stressed. So I'm just a stressed out person. But we don't recognize that there are behavioral things that we can do to uh, manage that. I don't, I don't want to say get rid of it, but we can manage it. And then the last thing I, I love about eating my body weight and protein is 
it's a, a huge support for brain health, right? Because once again, it provides essential amino acids that are necessary for the maintenance and repair of brain tissue. They also help uh, support the formation of new brain cells and the production of myelin, a substance that insulates and protects nerve cells. Optimal brain health is vital for cognitive function, memory, and overall mental well-being. So myelin is a, a, you know, a part of the brain that helps us to protect our nerve cells. So think about it as like, um, I don't know, like putting a helmet on a, a football player. I mean, that's really a bad example, but it, it's almost like a, a outer coating, like a, a, a protective shield, right? Where if we're not getting enough protein in our body, then we're not building enough myelin. And if we're not building enough myelin, then we're not protecting our nerve cells. So taking in enough protein, right, is what helps to protect our nerve cells uh, in our body so that we can have optimal cognitive function and memory. People who struggle with dementia um, or Alzheimer's or any of those, they, they lose, they, in their brain, you can see a depletion of the myelin that insulates their nerve cells. And, and then it's kind of like, you know, people are like, oh, I struck a nerve, it sounds like, right? Yeah, because you didn't have enough myelin around there. But if we have enough myelin that is rooted in what we're putting in our body, then we can protect our memory and our cognitive function. A lot of times, you know, I, I've read articles about, I forget what it's called, but people have a fear of getting older. Of, of getting old, right, of, of being a burden. And I think a lot of that fear is because when we hear, see people who are older, they're typically, you know, uh, broken down, decrepit, they're on crutches, they, they can't look up, they have a hunchback. But there are a lot of people in their 80s and 90s who are thriving and living on their own and have their cognitive function, have their memory, have an overall sense of of mental and social being. They're still engaged and still, you know, working and doing chores and running errands. And so when we expose ourselves to that, then we recognize that that we don't have to age ugly, right? We can age gracefully with our cognitive function intact, with our memory intact with our well-being and social connections intact. I encourage you, if you have a fear of growing old, to read books of people who grew old, right? John D. Rockefeller lived to be uh, in his 90s, I believe. Cicely Tyson, who I just read about, lived to be 97 with her cognitive function, memory, and well-being. She was acting in movies or TV shows when she was 90. She wrote a book when she was 96. So find, figure out what your fear is and find the person that you can look up to, that you can aspire to, uh, that, that you know, lets you know that it can be done, right? Now, although I've talked a lot about protein in this episode, it's important to note that overall dietary patterns, 
including the consumption of other nutrients and a balanced lifestyle, also play crucial roles, right? Maintaining a well-rounded diet that includes a variety of nutrients from different food sources is essential for supporting mental health and overall well-being. Additionally, if you're experiencing any significant mental health concerns, talk to your doctor or your health provider. Have them get that checkup at the very least. Get a checkup. Get your prostate checked out. Get your um, your blood levels, your cholesterol, whatever it is. Get your go to the dentist. When was the last time you saw the dentist? Go see your dentist. Have them go to the eye doctor. Get your eyes checked out. Get things checked out. Don't wait until it's DEFCON one or a catastrophe to go see uh, you know what's been ailing you. Talk to your doctor today. And and even if you think it's small, tell them it's a 10. Be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a little chest pain. Oh, uh, what intensity? That's the first thing they're going to ask you. What intensity? Say it's a 10. Make them really run all the tests and look at it. All right? So uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Do me a seven-second favor. Please share this with one other person that you think would benefit from this episode one other person because when you share something then you can have a conversation about it and conversation builds connection and connection builds community thank you for tuning in to another episode of before you kill yourself remember this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help for you calling the 988 or any of the other international hotline numbers that are listed in all the show notes you can chat you can talk you can text You can always go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.